Welcome back. We are wrapping things up. Uh, I said we'd stay till 5 o'clock, but we're staying till at least 5.01 because Kathy Thompson is here to talk about food pantries and food insecurity and uh, the real reason we're here. Um, you're the last guest, uh, and I, I tell you, you know, I've had a lot of people here this week uh, doing a lot of things, but I, I don't know that I've I actually had to really clear myself here. Uh, that was a tough story from Andrew's Laughing Gas. I knew it would be. Um, people with food insecurities get tough stories every day. You know, I had Carmen from the Maryland Food Bank by, and he talked about organizations like yours and the importance especially, and I learned this, that I, maybe I'm prescient, but this is the time of the year where there's, it's, things get most critical. It's cold, uh, it snows, people can't get around, people don't donate, they're not thinking about the holidays and whatnot. Um, talk about your place. Welcome on. You, I Googled you. You're on the east side of town, right? We are. We're in northeast Baltimore City in the Hamilton neighborhood. Sure. I was yeah. at Coco's. Uh, on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and uh, right down the street from you, and I, I, I you know, I'm going to come and do something personally for you, because it's sort of my neck of the woods and up and down where I am, but neighborhoods and food insecurity in Northeast Baltimore, a place like Hamilton, what does your pantry do? Well, right now we're serving about 40 to 50 families a week. The year has been, as you mentioned, a big increase in need. One, it's seasonal. As you point out, lots of folks are thinking about donating during Thanksgiving to Christmas time of year. This time of year, donations do drop off. In addition, last year when the food prices spiked, we've seen a significant increase this year. We served approximately 1,800 people last year. This, in, in 2022, 2023, we served almost 2,300 distributions. So we've seen a big increase uh, in the need. There's uh, a, quite a big diversity of different kinds of folks that come in, too. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about who might be in food insecure. And, you know, well, that's it for me, because it, it was something that people lived in shame forever, right? They don't, it's not something people talk about. Right. And that's one of the reasons that I started doing this, because I had some folks that I was close to, some that were senior citizens, some that had mental health problems, and they were ashamed to, to, to be in need like that. And we want to, one of, the, of our mission is to provide people with a way to access services and get assistance and be treated with respect and dignity. So that's, that's a big part of what we do. And we are finding increasingly that more and more folks... Um, are finding their way to us. Um, Maryland Food Bank is phenomenal. They're, they're, if without their assistance, we couldn't serve as many people as we do. Uh, 211 also is a good bridge to different resources for folks, and they send folks our way as well. Uh, you're UMCS. Give us, run us through all the acronyms here. because That's United Methodist Community Services. Sure. Right. And we're located at Faith Community United Methodist Church. We actually have a sister congregation, Eastern United Methodist. So both churches work together to provide this food assistance program. But we, we also try and serve as a bridge to other things, community needs as well. We have scouting there. There are a number of 12-step meetings and the folks who come in, you're you know, more of a community center, yeah, really, really. Yeah, that's what we try and be. More you're not like, just a food pantry. We're not right? just a food pantry. Well, let's, right. uh, let's. What will people find when they come to your place? If they come into Hamilton, I've driven up down Hamilton all my life. See, the food. Since we're all we're comp- we don't have any paid staff. That d- this is all volunteer driven. So our food pantry is only open on Saturdays from ten to twelve. But once a week, people can mm-hmm. come and. and yep. it's, is it a marketplace? Ours is. 
most of the items are pre-bagged, but we do get some donations of bread and pastries and other things like that from Wise Food Market. They can help themselves. My to- Where, where's my Wise Scooper? <laughs> that, those are my. That's my. That's my partner. They inspired all of this. Now you know. I um, back in November, my wife and I went out to. Um, it may have been October. I, I look look it up. Jamie Costello will know. Uh, we went out shopping at Wise at, at Utah. We live in the Towson area. And they had tents outside, and they were doing this thing for the Maryland Food Bank. And I've done things for the food bank, and I've found old Campbell's soup laying around the radio station years after we did events for them because it was kind of gangly to have people bring stuff to my station. Mm-hmm. You know, like, let's bring it to where people are. Take it to the local pantry. I, I don't know if the times have changed or whatever, but folks brought it out that day, and Wise Markets and Royal Farms are huge supporters. And you're the... Fifth person in a row I've had from a food pantry. Everybody's mentioned Wise, and I, I love that. And you didn't even know they were my sponsor, but yeah. they inspired a lot of this. And, um, you know, m- my dad stood in a soup line in 1929 in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And he told me about it, and I don't know. I mean, my dad's been dead 33 years. I haven't thought about it a whole lot, not even when we were collecting things for the food bank years ago, and I haven't talked about it a whole lot or said it on the air, but my dad would always say, you got a dollar in your pocket, put something in your belly, touch my belly. He said, put something in your belly. And I don't know, it's kind of all come rushing back this week when I hear about food insecurity and soup kitchen and bread lines. He called it a bread line more than a soup. He said bread lines, my dad would, back in the day. Now pantry and dignity involved with this. Man, I grew up in Dundalk in the 70s and 80s. I saw kids with food stamps and, you know, like not food stamps, uh, special lunches or free lunches and that sort of, and you sort of knew those kids didn't have much, but I didn't think they went home to nothing. It never occurred to me. Oh, they get free lunch. Good for, you know, good for them, but maybe the, my parents said, that's not good, but I never thought, I never knew anybody starving in my neighborhood or anywhere I was in any way, and it goes on in, in in dark, it always went on in darkness. It had to have been happening, right? And there weren't beautiful people like you doing this work then, you know? Like three out of five people are one paycheck away from being food insecure. And most people, it's, whether it's a medical emergency or your car, something happens to your car, you're, they're out of luck. They're, right now they're behind on their bills. And most of the folks on the lower income side of the spectrum, food and shelter take up most of your income. So... Anything that you can do to help somebody with food gives them a little bit more income to help with some of the other needs, whether it's medications. We have seniors that come in that are skimping on medications because they're trying to. So if we can give them their food, they can get, they can use that money, you know, maybe for their medications. So we have a lot of senior citizens. We have people that are in recovery programs. We have a lot of people taking care of other family members. Um, You have folks who are working two low-paying jobs. It's the faces of people that are in food insecure are a lot broader than what a lot of people think. You say food insecure. I've mentioned that a lot. You've just summed my whole week up. You've been a beautiful guest, and you waited patiently. And nobody said it like that. And, and I've said earlier in the week, maybe even to my wife, our cat screams in the middle of the night for food, right? And there are times when our cat, and I love her, she's beautiful, my beautiful creature in my life, will go and I'll, and I'll say to my wife, she just wants to know it's there. So I'll dump some food for her, and she'll be like, do you want to need it? She'll be like, cool, thanks, I might need it later, you know? And even my cat wants to know where their, her next meal's coming from. Even though she knows we love her, we're going to feed her. I always say to her, you know we feed you, you know we're going to feed you. But I've never gone to bed hungry, 
I have never gone to bed not knowing where my next meal was coming from. I've always wondered what my next meal is going to be. And I'm 55 years old. I have never, in my, thankfully, I mean, because of health and good fortune and people who love me, I have never, ever, ever thought like my cat thinks, which is where's the next half a sandwich that's going to help me be alive. And that is all... That's something everybody in the car, everybody that's listening, just put yourself in that for one moment if you're a listener and you never had that. My father had that, and 50, 30 years after his death, I'm here trying to do something about it. And I don't know that I ever thought about it like that, but I meet people like you that see the face of this every day and tell me the stories. Um, It makes me want to go home to my pantry right now and... First, yell at my wife. We got all this stuff in here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I always say to my wife, I am, I told the, the autism folks, I may be a little on the spectrum. Like, if I got tested, if I don't see it, it's not there. You know what I mean? Like, I say to her, the pantry's too damn deep because we put something in and then I don't see it. Therefore, I don't eat it. These are the problems. That, like, these are first world problems for, in a big way. Where you are, it's, those are the items that, you want, right? I mean, that, that the food bank wants that could be on somebody's lunch on Saturday afternoon, literally, this week. What we try and distribute is, you know, a few items that are like breakfast, a few that are lunch, a few that are dinner related. We try and work in some fresh items, fresh produce whenever we can. We have a small garden out back, so in the summertime, we'll, you know, I mean, folks can come and pick their own things too. But we just try and give them a pretty good mixture so that, you know, they're not entirely all canned goods, although that is the backbone of what we give out because it's non-perishable. Sure, so. sure. Well, a- a- any advice for people if they want to come visit you and do something nice directly for you? Uh, tell them how to find you down on Hamilton Avenue. It's uh, go uh, ahead. 5315 Harford Road. That's that's not, you don't have to look for that. It's right on Harford Road. <laughs> it's on Harford Road, right? Which side of Harford Road? Even side. Every, most so down, the east side. Everybody will say it's on the uh, Dunkin' Donuts side. That's the east side. All right, yeah. That's fine. That's on the east side. On the east yes. side. <laughs> I'm not like these kids. That I grew up without it. I needed to know east from west. You say to a kid now, go east. They're like, look for the sunset. Go east. I don't know. Kathy Thompson is here. UMCS, uh, and the M stands for Methodist. I've been moved uh, all week long by church groups. And uh, I had St. John's Parish on, on, on Monday and um, Boy, churches do more than just a place for worship, right? I mean, um, in a lot of communities, I, that's, I don't want to say it's news to me. I guess I sort of knew it, but I never thought about it. Um, what a basis of strength it can be for a community that it's not just a place to go Sunday and worship. It's a place that the community comes together to help other people, which is, I mean, that's God's word, right? Like, period. That's, that's what it's about. We call it doing the word. Doing the word. I want to hang out with you, Kath. I mean, I'm, you, 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 you've got wisdom that you're not sharing with me here that maybe we can get later. Thank you for coming. And I told you I'd keep you five or ten. I've kept you 23 minutes. So, you know, I think, no, I didn't keep you 23. I kept you 12. So, yeah. So, uh, I kept you and Andrew's laughing gastric. Well, I, I didn't want to, sh- like, go up against the clock at five o'clock. We'll make sure people come down Harford Road and visit you because they're going to Hamilton. There's a bunch of new restaurants in Hamilton, there right? Are. So, there's some reasons to come by, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, well, go get a meal in Hamilton. Go see my girl down at Coco's on the way. You can stop right on the way to Coco's if you're going for those coconut shrimp, and you can drop some good stuff off. 5315, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I am going to make you my, like, official little pantry that I drop stuff off to. 
Uh, is that good? Works for me. Works well, for us. Well, you've been the last guest of the week, and you've said about three more profound, and a lot of people said profound things, but you've, you've taught me a lot. So thank you. You've been a gift to me. We really appreciate the opportunity to be here today. I appreciate you coming all the way out to Pappas here. I'm going to get your bowl of soup before you go. All right, it, it's over. 40 hours and seven minutes. I did 40 hours and seven minutes here today. Uh, my thanks to Kathy Thompson. Uh, you can find her at 5315 Harford Road. Take some good food down there to those folks. Our friends at Andrew's Laughing Guest and all these people that have been amazing. I'm going to sign off and step out, but I'm not done with this charity initiative. A cup of Super Bowl and Crab Cake Row I is now in the books. We're back to our regularly scheduled programming. I'll be back on Monday with Luke, and we'll yell about football.